This episode of the Policing Matters podcast is sponsored by LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Learn more about how the accurate virtual crime center can help you solve more crime and find non-obvious connections at risk.lexisnexis.com backslash A-V-C-C. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Policing Matters on Police1.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Well, today I'm speaking with Dr. Janae Gasparini. Janae began her career as a police officer in New York State in 2006. And during her tenure as a police officer, she was trained and certified as a crime scene technician, field training officer, and police instructor. She served in the capacity of community relations officer and has instructed in several police academies and for multiple community groups. In 2015, Dr. Gasparini began policing part-time in order to take a teaching position at Dutchess Community College in Poughkeepsie, New York. She served as a criminal justice program chairperson, taught a variety of criminal justice courses, and developed online course offering. Gasparini has taught collegiate criminal justice courses since 2009 and is currently an assistant professor of criminal justice at Shepherd University, Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Welcome, Dr. Gasparini. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, great talking with you today. I read your article. Um, We'll talk about that today, why the next generation of cops needs a criminal justice degree. And before, you know, the veterans start clicking off, um, there's something for them too. Um, I teach at a uh, university in California and I started out early in my career uh, as a 22 year old patrol officer and um, didn't finish my degree but I saw the value of it and I went back and picked up my degree and got my advanced degree, my master's degree later in my career. I wish I had gotten it earlier. Uh, It helped me through promotionals, helped me transition to non-traditional policing roles that I picked up as I promoted. So uh, great experience. Um, It's a great piece for current cops to read as well as listeners uh, thinking about a career in law enforcement. So what prompted you to write this? Yeah, so I have quite a few reasons why I wrote this. Uh, My motivation, I guess at the foundation, my motivation to do anything I do professionally is to improve the lives of police officers and my students. I'm really invested in exploring and promoting ideas that can be a benefit to cops and students and ideas that really have potential to work. So as I was following along, um, as most of the listeners are, I'm sure, with these recent moves being made toward police reform, uh, it just kind of underscored the idea that, you know, as anyone in the field knows, any improvement measures that will truly be impactful have to be based on empirical research and data, as opposed to having their base in emotion and reactivity. So when we look across the data about college-educated ed- officers, um, evidence from several studies indicate that officers with education post-high school statistically use less force, are less likely to be disciplined, they exhibit higher levels of creativity and problem solving, and that's just a sampling. Um, so by writing this article and being an advocate of more education for cops, I'm offering the idea that encouraging police agencies to require a degree 
or encouraging officers and future officers to obtain some higher education for themselves is anything but a knee-jerk reform response. I actually think it's a timeless response and that it can only serve to benefit agencies and communities, but especially officers on personal and professional levels. Um, I also think that there's something to be said for opening up an individual officer's worldview and being exposed to differences in thinking and ideas from maybe what we grew up with or what we might be used to. And to be frank, I just think it makes the job of an officer easier. You know, for some, this worldview could look like military experience, previous work with the public, or via interactions, in our case, um, through coursework on a college campus. And uh, if I may, another kind of outside the box and perhaps an unintended but helpful consequence um, is career survival. Uh, we know that exposure to other interests, people, activities, and possibilities outside of the law enforcement realm uh, can be very helpful and sometimes sustaining later in, in a career. Um, you know, it's no secret that policing takes its toll and developing these interests and relationships beyond the profession is important and encouraged by some of the best trainers in the industry. And finally, um, another area of motivation to write this article uh, was kind of my own bewilderment. Um, I didn't come from a policing family, so it wasn't until I was a rookie that I began hearing this phrase about criminal justice degrees being useless, and it really puzzled me. Uh, backing up a bit, as a recruit with zero policing knowledge but a bachelor's degree in an unrelated field, kind of coupled with no knowledge of the justice system beyond what I learned in high school government class, I was hearing so many things in academy for the first time and kind of connecting the dots on my own. And then years later in conversations with my own students who went on to police academy, they started saying how glad they were to have had a solid understanding of how the justice system works. So this is kind of what really got me thinking about all of my police colleagues um, and why are we deterring our very future from getting a criminal justice degree and kind of paramount to that, you know, we're really missing this valuable opportunity to not only give future recruits an advantageous start, but also to shape our candidate pool as well. No, you make some really good points, really valid points. And um, I've had students um, both from outside um, disciplines change majors in the middle of their college career to criminal justice because they find the courses interesting. Um, we're the second largest major at, at our university uh, with criminal justice, um, number two to public health and, and nursing. But you write about a criminal justice degree in particular, but what about a degree in a different concentration? Uh, the arts, business, public administration, things like that. I mean, you just talked about um, just the experience and the interactions with others. Sure, and it's all, it's all incredibly valuable. Um, but in terms of alternative degree pathways, especially ones that uh, promotion seekers, for example, have taken in the past, like you mentioned, public policy, business, management, all of these can really make sense and it's truly up to the individual. Um, I always think that if someone is in a position where they want to go back to school to achieve higher rank uh, in that particular scenario, you know, having that degree in general is going to help tremendously when they're looking at uh, your, comp your competition. Um, so sometimes I think, well, why not choose something you might enjoy? Uh, but making a case for criminal justice degrees, I think the traditional criminal justice degree certainly holds the most benefit for future police officers, as opposed to officers with a few years on the job. But I also think there are exceptions to that too. But if we're looking at the 18 or 19 year old person entering college for the first time, you know, as we know, our contemporary criminal justice degree programs encompass coursework that really 
uh, it kind of makes sense, right? It meets the demands of what we are asking of police officers today. You know, courses in written and interpersonal communications, psychology, sociology, and the liberal arts core are paired with field-specific courses, um, you know, like ethics, procedural justice, management, current issues in the field. And the result is a comprehensive kind of interdisciplinary approach aimed at forward-looking professional preparation. And if we think about it, in the long term, this can really take some of the burden off in terms of administering and supervising new officers. And I look at it as a win-win for the officer, the agency, and for the community. Um, you know, the other, something else that I wrote about in the article is this benefit of making inroads with uh, local colleges. Um, certainly in the criminal justice field, this can be true in other ways as well. Uh, but in terms of criminal justice faculty, many, uh, the two of us included, right? We have this field experience and we can really start to model expectations and instill, core, instill the core values of policing. Um, but what I, if, if you don't mind, what I'd also like to touch on is um, looking at ideas within the criminal justice realm uh, for officers already working in the field. So if you've been on the job a few years, some programs uh, housed within the overarching criminal justice degree program can be a benefit particularly if looking for promotions in a certain direction, right? So there's courses and even majors in forensics, police leadership, cyber and information security, um, emergency management. You know, if you have a specific specialization you are getting into, you can really shape your career path by doing some research on what is out there. And then another benefit I should mention as it pertains to officers who are on the job already is that many programs will waive courses and award credits based on your academy training and field experience. Uh, there's also public service loan forgiveness, which officers are, um, are uh, entitled to. And, uh, but in terms of the other majors, I know I kind of made a, <laughs> I made the case for our criminal justice degree programs. I might be a little bit biased, but I just think, you know, going back to some of the points we made earlier, it can really, it can really all be of benefit. And maybe, you know, there's something to be said for kind of taking a look at something that you think you will enjoy, um, so. Yeah, no, I think it's it's all helpful, and I know there are a lot of um, you know people who attended the School of Hard Docs who come in with some real life work world experience, and so they have an idea of how to deal with people and and such. But you make a point in your article about uh, the biggest complaint from police academies is in report writing, and so the university experience helps them in critical thinking and synthesizing from readings and putting it on paper. And it, it, it's at least um, preparatory in whatever report writing um, style that an agency might use. Sure, absolutely. And I even have a, a former colleague who his, his degree is in journalism and he's done wonderful work. I mean, he, he started with investigations, he ended up being a police chief. So yeah, there's lots and lots of avenues that, that can be explored for sure. Yeah, well, hopefully he writes in uh, nonfiction uh, when it's a police report. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is there any wiggle room when one should obtain a degree? I've had a lot of um, former colleagues, um, uh, people that were patrol officers uh, coming to me now saying, hey, for promotions and to uh, improve my standing at my uh, agency, I'd like to finish my degree. And just like you just mentioned, we do give credit for, um, it's called uh, experiential learning. 
where if you've gone through a police academy or you have experience as a law enforcement officer, you do get some amount of college credits. I think at, at our university, it's up to 12 units of college credits. So um, some may not be able to uh, attend university right out of high school. Uh, they might have to go to work right away, support a family, do some things like that. Um, so you, you advocate for prior to entry into the uh, criminal justice field. What about, what, what's your advice for those who are already three, four, five years or more in, in an agency? What, why should they go back? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I have tremendous respect for the reality that everyone's life and trajectory are, are unique to them. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of my uh, policing colleagues who have come from literally every walk of life and who have overcome tremendous challenges and have, we all find our way to policing. You know, I do truly believe it's a calling and we all find our way to policing uh, at different times, um, you know, through different experiences. But uh, I do think that there's absolutely wiggle room and just as unique uh, to everyone's past and experiences will be the uh, career officer's goals and needs that he or she is bringing to the table when they're considering what degree to pursue. And, you know, if we think about it, maybe one advantage to waiting to continue your education or maybe even start your education is that after having a few years on the job, you know better what direction you see yourself taking. Um, and, uh, you know, like, like, like we're saying, it's just life is life. And, you, you know, it's, I think what, it, what I'm offering today is that there's, there's the preparatory side of this, but then there's also the, hey, I'm on my career path and, you know, what's out there for me. And I do think that there are advantages to that because as, as mentioned previously, you can really kind of, I mean, there's so many different degrees out there and you can really get down in it and get special, you know, specializations that, uh, you know, probably if you really started to look at it today, you know, might blow your mind. So yeah, definitely plenty of wiggle room and we are always willing and ready and waiting with open arms. Great, terrific. Well, I'd like to take a second and pause to acknowledge our sponsor Accurate Virtual Crime Center helps accelerate your investigations by finding connections between public records and nationwide law enforcement data with just one search. With cutting edge analytics and data linking, law enforcement personnel can get a comprehensive view of people's identities. Evidence-based policing allows them to better target investigations, generate leads, and solve crimes. Using nationwide crime data, they can also detect patterns, predict upcoming events, and deploy resources efficiently. Accurate Virtual Crime Center helps police agencies be more effective in protecting and serving their communities. To learn more about Accurate Virtual Crime Center, visit risk.lexisnexus.com backslash AVCC. And so I'm back speaking with uh, Dr. Janae Gasparini and why we should obtain our criminal justice degree before we enter the police uh, field, the law enforcement public safety field, and if not, why we should get a degree once we're in it. So how should one choose a school? We hear about liberal institutions that may have anti-police views and indoctrination into liberal and negative views, and it's especially hard to sit uh, and, and listen to some of this. Um, you know, with the, the cancel, cancel culture and um, the defunding um, 
narrative going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad you're asking this question because I think it's something that uh, we do need to talk about. Um, this is really where a joint effort um, and community, specifically the higher education community, where some uh, joint effort and a buy-in has to come in. Uh, you know, frankly, if we as a society are asking police officers to be balanced and able to entertain multiple viewpoints, it should go to follow that their education, you know, especially when we're speaking about those future officers as the ones sitting in those classroom seats, you know, they should be afforded the same. Um, unfortunately, I've had occasions where students have come to me to relay classroom incidents that I, suffice, suffice it to say they, they were very upsetting to them. And over the years, I've personally encountered uh, some tenuous situations in which policing as a whole institution was being mischaracter mischaracterized and maligned in a higher education setting. And this is especially problematic because, you know, we can't call for better educated police and in some cases demand it and then be dismissive of them when they are trying to obtain that education. It really helps no one. But the reality is that I think much of this, just like out in the real world, um, can somewhat beyond, be beyond our control unless we are willing to do some homework up front. So my advice is to stack things in our favor and do the research. I, I encourage future students to research the program curriculum they are interested in in order to get a sense of its balance. First, look at the course descriptions. Um, even better if you can get your hands on the course objectives or learning outcomes. And I would also encourage students to read about the faculty members more often than not, brief bios about the faculty and their CVs can be found on the institution website. And you know, the CV provides great information about, about what that individual has done, you know, what they have studied, what they have taken part in, what research they've completed, et cetera, et cetera. And students should also feel empowered to contact the program chair or other faculty members and set up a time to meet and ask some questions. Um, another way a potential student can learn more about the program is by asking others who are in the program or who have recently graduated. I'm a big proponent of LinkedIn for my students and you know, for other career professionals as a wonderful place to uh, do a lot of things. But in our case, uh, the student could search for uh, graduates or attendees of a specific institution who majored in the program of interest. And uh, my experience with LinkedIn is that people are more than willing to be supportive and share, it's a great community. Of course, it would be a benefit for the student to look at the totality of these suggestions, but while of course also keeping in mind that institutions of higher education are places where views are supposed to be and should be respectfully challenged. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of to that point, I think another way to look at this issue is to try to put a positive learning spin on it. I think those of us in the field learn quickly that part of your job as a police officer, whether you like it or not, and whether you want it or not, is to really become a steward of the profession. I think it's fair to say that most officers are challenged time and again by friends, family members, strangers alike on various issues about policing. And developing a calm, measured fact-based approach to use when responding to negativity or false information is really such a valuable tool. And perhaps we can look at certain settings in higher education as a place to practice and refine you know, our civil delivery of another viewpoint. Um, if this is mastered and carried forth with the student into the profession, and even to, into his or her personal life, um, this is a major win for the profession at large. Uh, being able to anticipate and field generalizations and misinformation is a huge way to advocate for the profession, humanize the profession, and hopefully kind of, you know, eventually come full circle by attracting quality candidates. And I guess one last note on that, you know, of course, 
we have to be careful to not do the very thing that many of us have experienced. And that is, you know, dismissing others because we don't agree with them, right? It will always pay, uh, I think, dividends, take the high road, listen to people, learn what you can, you know, learn what you can from them. And then hopefully they're willing to do the same in return. It sounds a little idealistic, I realize, but um, if we don't practice this, we certainly can't preach it. Uh, and, you know, suffice it to say that being a steward of the profession is hard work, but it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah, totally. I mean, you make great points across the board. And I really like what you're saying about mentorship and uh, LinkedIn. I wish they would come up with a, a logo or an icon that would indicate who would be open to uh, mentoring others, um, either in the field or uh, aspiring to the field. Um, I've been contacted and I have mentored people through LinkedIn uh, relationships. Uh, and, and getting back to the original question of um, you know, how should someone choose uh, a university or college? Well, it used to be that you chose whatever was nearest to you or wherever you, um, you know, could uh, afford to travel to and, and live at. So if, if you were looking at colleges as an 18 or 19 year old, you might be able to live on the campus grounds. Well, now, you know, probably I'd estimate it 85 to 90 percent of colleges and universities are using distance learning now. And so the field is wide open and there there are some ranked colleges and universities that specialize in criminal justice. And, um, you know, the, the world's your oyster. Uh, pick and choose what, what fits for you. And I, I love your ideas of uh, researching faculty on the websites. Um, I can't imagine that, that a university or college doesn't promote uh, the backgrounds of their instructors. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the pandemic has made um, the universities um, go, as I just mentioned, to online platforms. Uh, are they of the same quality? Should somebody wait it out until we're back to face-to-face -to -face, or you think the quality is right there? Well, I, I think the quality, um, I am somebody who earned my master's degree and part of my PhD while working the night shift as a cop. So, um, you know, I'm definitely familiar with, with the online platform. And I do think that um, for many field professionals, as you're saying, right, unless they're geographically situated close to a program that they're interested in, uh, you know, coupled with the unpredictability of, of a police schedule, shift work, balancing all these other things, um, sometimes online really becomes the only option. And I think that the higher education industry has really caught on to this. And it, it's evidenced by the many online degree programs, like you're saying, that are really kind of geared toward policing career professionals, right? You can go on Police One and you always see these ads. They even have a whole section dedicated to um, you know, different colleges and programs. Uh, you know, and it's a huge, it really is kind of very advantageous, especially for the career professional. Uh, most of the online programs are asynchronous, of course. So even if, you know, say an officer had to complete an assignment at 2 a.m., right, as long as the deadline is met, you're free to do so. Um, I do think that online degree programs have historically suffered a stigma, you know, and that they kind of, you know, this idea that they lag behind traditional face-to-face -face programs in terms of their like street cred, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I think more and more the online programs are gaining respect for their rigor and depth. And uh, you know, having said that, professionals should not shy away from the online programs uh, because the best programs 
also offer comprehensive learning support and faculty who will see the totality of the circumstances of the adult learner. And as we mentioned before, um, it really is a matter of doing your homework and turning over rocks to get that insider information about the program up front. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's not your granddad's uh, online courses anymore. I, I, I mean, we've made a, an adjustment at our university and I know my colleagues are um, doing you know, outstanding field work in making their courses relevant and meaningful and uh, to keep the, the student engaged without just giving them busy work. So uh, as you say, if you're a working professional now, if there's no better time than now to, to get your degree. Yeah, um, and I mean, on the higher education side, um, you know, just kind of being in that environment, there's ample opportunity for uh, training to improve the online delivery. I mean, the pedagogy is just, <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere now. And I think, uh, you know, all things considered, it, it really is so advantageous to our field, given the realities of policing and, and time constraints, geographic constraints, etc. Yeah. Well, we talked about um, the benefits for veteran officers, uh, promotions, uh, some state posts will offer financial incentives uh, to help an officer get back to school, or that they might even have step increases. Um, pertaining to their degrees. Um, so I'm gonna shift in, in, in a wrap up mode and, and talk about um, for those interested in a law enforcement career, uh, there is a little bit of a risk in that uh, there are studies that estimate, and there's, there's data that says that anywhere from 35 all the way down to 20% of applicants uh, only make the final uh, exit from the academy and finish their probationary period. So um, what are the other careers? You, you mentioned emergency management and some others, but so say someone um, you know, gets their CJ degree and then realizes like me that they're colorblind. Luckily, I, I, uh, I, had a, uh, I appealed and, and took the test, the eye test with a contact lens and got in, but uh, what if there was there was something that would keep them from the law enforcement career that they're looking for? What what else can they expect from a CJ degree? Yeah, great question. I th I think this is the degree offers uh, quite a few outcomes. Um, the ones we mentioned for sure, uh, but also I've had students uh, go on to um, get. Uh, move into social work, become probation officers, pro parole officers. Uh, get into communications. Um, and also on the advocacy side, um, I've had students go into victim advocacy, uh, working in the courts. And you know, given the current status of our of our nation, I think that you're going to see a lot more jobs open up in the justice system, you know, especially if we're talking about uh, taking police officers and maybe um, you know so, some of the ideas being floated around, for example, like partnering them with like mental health, uh, professionals or social work professionals, having a background in, in criminal justice is, is only going to help um, in an individual understand uh, what's going on in a scenario. And, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of excited to see um, where we go from here, because I think that there are a lot of things that I'm not even thinking about right now. I don't know if you have any, any ideas too, and maybe some experiences from your own students. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've seen, just as you said, parole, probation, uh, counseling, um, juvenile probation. I've had a couple students recently. Uh, it's funny, I'm sure you're in the same boat as far as uh, getting this deluge of um, letters of recommendation at the end of each semester, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I get students saying, hey, thanks so much. I have a job in research uh, with corporations that do police-related or law enforcement-related research, uh, evidence-based research, corrections, counseling, corporate security, um, AI and web-based security is huge and well-paying. <clears throat> uh, district attorney, public defender, uh, state county, state, and federal emergency management. And um, they can supplement by taking the free FEMA courses online uh, and, and earning all those certificates. And every county has an emergency management uh, unit uh, or department. Um, again, uh, FEMA offers internships and jobs uh, if you're willing to travel. Um, and then finally, I'd wrap up. I mean, we missed the obvious. Uh, we need teachers. We need professors in yes. criminal justice. <laughs> and it's something I've advocated for a long time in that, you know, if we're going to uh, complain about liberal institutions, um, you know, we're, we, we're missing out on this institutional knowledge of retiring or people in the field who decide they might need a career change and go into teaching. I mean, you're, you're an excellent example of that where you start out in policing, you did the different um, various functions of the job and, and you got into teaching, you got your PhD. I, you know, I, my hat is off to you and you are teaching the, the next generation of law enforcement professionals. So yeah, there, we could use more. Yeah, and it's my it's really my honor to be doing it. And really, I, I can't, you know, I can't take credit without uh, mentioning my many, many policing colleagues and my many uh, higher education colleagues. It's just uh, I've been very fortunate and, um, you know, I'm more than willing to return the favor. And, you know, certainly if I can do anything for anyone listening, you know, please don't hesitate to be in touch. That's great. So what, what else, what can we expect from you? What are you writing about? What studies are you doing? How can, how can people look in on you um, and see what you're doing? Well, um, if I may, one of, one of my biggest uh, items on my plate right now is uh, we are just um, getting our brand new bachelors of criminal justice out there at Shepherd University. If you happen to be in the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia area, uh, we, I work with a fantastic team and we're really excited about that. Uh, my next step is um, got to do that scholarly article thing. Uh, it's probably taking my dissertation and turning that into a scholarly article. And, uh, you know, I'm open to ideas, collaborating, that sort of thing. But I just, you know, like I said, my, my main motivation in life is improving the lives of my students and, and police officers all over the place. So, uh, you know, anything to those ends, I'm open to. Well, those are those are noble goals, and I look forward to working with you at Police One, and uh, yeah, collaborating on an article or or a project. I, I look forward to it. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Janae Gasparini, for spending time with us today, and uh, read the article. It is on our Police One website. It is called "Why the Next Generation of Cops Need a Criminal Justice Degree." Thanks so much. Thank you and be safe, everybody. 
That's right. And to our listeners, thanks again for listening. What do you think? Is your agency uh, asking for college degrees? Is it a part of your promotional process? Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, write us at policingmatters at police1.com. Policingmatters at police1.com. And be well, stay safe, and thanks for listening. I'm Jim Dudley.